Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. It's that time again. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And this week, I'm going to answer one of your most pressing questions. This is something that a lot of folks right now in this market are, are going through, and it's like, boy, God, I write an offer. I offer 50000 over list, and I still don't get my offer accepted. The people are, brokers are laughing at me. Sellers are throwing stuff back. What the hell is going on? How do we make that happen? And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So, well, let's just go ahead and jump in, shall we? Yeah, here's the thing. You know, it, it's tough, really tough. When everybody's talking about seller's market this and seller's market that, it is a royal pain in the rear to get an offer over the finish line. I know this. I'm a listing agent, right? I'm a guy that helps. I call my, I say, tell people I make millionaires. How do I make, how do I make millionaires? I'm a listing agent. I'm the best damn listing agent in the country. Ryan Surhant, watch out, brother. I'm coming for your title. That's absolutely right. Why do I do that? I get top dollar, great terms. My deals close. Why is that? Well, we're going to talk about that in this episode, but more importantly, the takeaway from this episode is how to make your offers be the one that you get the thumbs up from the listing broker, you get the thumbs up from the seller, the seller's on board, everybody's happy, and we're off to the races, off to the closing table, and that's what this game is all about, guys. So let's have some fun with it, and let's get started. So I want to talk about why this episode came to pass in the first place, because I think it's good to start with that. I'm going to give you a short, true story that just happened. Um, I have a client, a seller that had a house they wanted to sell in St. Petersburg, Florida. So in the process of selling the home, we talked about, you know, what's going on in the market. He had a lot of questions. I was able to answer all those questions and trying to figure out what, what the best strategy is, right? So when I sit down as a listing broker, when I sit down with my sellers, I work with them to come up with a strategy. And you guys might find that odd. I don't actually run around and control all the shots. I want to sit down with a seller and make sure they're involved in the decision-making process. That's important. That's not what a lot, a lot of folks do, but I choose to do it that way because it makes more sense. At the end, it creates a better situation uh, for everyone, because when the seller is in control and has a say in what's going on with their property, in the end, I think you get a better result. That's just me. Other folks might disagree. So what do I mean by that? Well, I find out from the seller what it is, what, what their goal is, what the, what's their hot button, what's their expectation. And when we set expectations up front, it's a lot tougher to, dis, to uh, disappoint somebody, the seller, when you have when you've identified what they're trying to, their goal is. And my guy is a no hassle kind of guy. He's like, look, man, I want to get the house sold. I want to get top dollar for it, but I don't want to be jerked around by some unqualified uh, buyer. That's just going to get turned down. Or frankly, I've heard that the lenders aren't so great these days. A lot of lenders are not good at what they do or they're not diligent. They're not following through. Um, so you get to the, the end of the, the game here, you get close to closing and guess what? Suddenly the buyer didn't qualify or they need a tax transcript or whatever. You know, you got loan processors not doing their job, whatever the reason may be. This guy did not want to be involved in all that drama. He just wanted to be able to sell his house. Okay. Here's a guy who works hard. He's an airline pilot. He does what he's supposed to do. He pays his taxes. He's a good dude, maintains his property. I mean, this place was gorgeous. It needed absolutely nothing. Made my photographer's job easy because the place already was a rock. What looked 
just amazing. It was the hey, guy's a rock star. So we get this thing on the market and he says, look, I don't want to be jerked around. I, I just don't want to be jerked around by buyers or buyers agents. I want to make sure that we have a seamless transaction. I want to close this thing in a reasonable amount of time. I don't be dragging this out like two months and God knows what. So we talked about different strategies and some of the strategies that we came up with that made sense for this house is I have a local lending partner. His name is Brian Heckman. Now, by partner, I don't, I'm not, I don't own any part of Heckman Mortgage. He doesn't own anything that I own. We don't have any specific business relationship. He's a referral partner. He's someone that I refer because I, number one, because I trust him. I believe in him. And then therefore, I believe in his team. Brian Heckman over at Heckman Mortgage. Uh, you can go just type in Heckman Mortgage Group. That's H-E-C-K-M-A-N, Heckman Mortgage Group. Give, if you're in Florida and you need to get a mortgage uh, for a home, refi, whatever, call Brian. I don't mean to sound like a commercial, but the guy's that good. Um, so I use Heckman Mortgage for my clients, my buyers, folks that I'm representing as a buyer's agent. I insist that they go through Brian Heckman uh, to at least be pre-approved. And the reason for that is, is that I know Brian's team will get it over the finish line. He makes sure that he pulls their credit, that he checks their income, that all the due diligence on the buyer is done up front. So when Brian gives the nod and says, this guy's qualified, I can take that check to the bank. So the next part of what Brian does is he will actually call the listing agent for us and tell the listing with the buyer's permission. Of course, he checks with the, the client, the buyer, the borrower, make sure they're properly qualified. And then he will make a video. And then he will also call the agent and make a video for the seller um, and then call the agent and explain to what degree the buyer's qualified. Obviously, if the buyer's not qualified, he's not going to do this because it won't help. But for a qualified buyer, this is huge, huge. Because what does this listing agent get? Well, a listing agent gets a warm fuzzy that this joker is going to actually qualify and he's going to get closed and it's going to be a relatively easy transaction. That's a warm fuzzy that a listing agent absolutely wants. The buyer's agent obviously feels good that his, his or her time isn't getting wasted because they, in fact, have a qualified buyer. But most importantly, the seller, and in this case, the seller's warm fuzzy probably is more important than, than anybody's but the buyer's, right? The seller is confident that the buyer is fully qualified. So they talk about if permission's given, the buyer's credit score. Uh, the guy's got a, for example, the buyer's got a 875 credit score. I'm just making stuff up. 875 credit score. He's been on the job for 15 years. He's a, uh, I don't know, a rocket scientist and he makes $200,000 a year and his debt to income ratio is 20%. He's well qualified. He's willing to produce uh, an earnest money proof of funds letter. That he's got 105,000 in his bank account. I've called the bank, verify those funds are available. And uh, this guy is just solid gold. So in this example, what happened? Well, the seller then looks at this and we got bombarded guys. I mean, I turned on the marketing machine and the offers were crazy so much so that the seller's neighbors called and complained to the seller that there were there was a line of cars waiting to get into this house. I mean, literally there was people standing on the hot sun trying to get in this house. That's how crazy it was. So you can imagine the number of offers we got on this property is unbelievable. That said, a lot of those folks were unqualified. They did not prove and even attempt to prove they were qualified. And what's interesting is a hundred percent of these buyers were represented by a real estate agent, no cheap shots to real estate agents, but it's disappointing that there are some agents that will not go to any length at all to prove their buyer's qualified. So from a seller's perspective, they're not going to, the listing agent's not going to really do a very good job selling the damn offer if they can't have anything to sell. I mean, okay, John, here's an offer, $100,000 house. They're offering one hundred and five grand. Well, that's fine. But what proof do we have the guy will close? Well, we don't. 
Okay, so what's the seller do? The seller rolls their eyes and is like, well, I have nothing to see here. Off we go, right? That's not the message you want to send, guys, when you're sending an offer over to a seller in a hot market. You need to be able to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that you or, you, or if you're the realtor, you or your, your client is by far the most qualified buyer on the table. Uh, because if you can't do that or you're unwilling to do that, the only thing they have left to judge your offer on is price. So hear me, those of you that are offering ridiculous amounts over asking, trying to swoon the seller into accepting the offer, a seller that's got a brain is going to pay attention to price as a secondary factor. If they have a, a good listing broker representing them, that listing broker will advise them that they should be for first focus on how qualified the buyer is, and then second, focused on the offer. So in this case, we put comments in the multiple listing service. The seller asked that I put comments in there to tell people, right? Because he wants the sellers or the buyers to qualify through Heckman Mortgage Group. So we put comments in there uh, that they were they needed to qualify, provide a proof of funds letter through Heckman Mortgage Group that those offers that were accompanied by a letter from Heckman Mortgage, a company that my seller believes in, um, would be given higher consideration. Those that choose not to follow those clues, hints, hint, hint, wink, wink. I'm telling you what it will take to garner my attention. This is the seller. Hello. Is this thing on? Hello. Yeah. I'm telling you what I will focus most on, but a lot of agents instead tended to get butthurt and go on Facebook and pout and complain and cry and all this other stuff. And it's not fair. And who is that agent to try to control who the who does the loan? And they didn't read the words in the simple English language that were written in the comments. They paraphrased and they come up with their own headline and then inserted their own narrative. The interesting part of this is the thing that makes me, I can't stop but laugh, is funny is they got so spun up by this, the it's not fair, oh poor me, blah, blah, blah. They overlook a couple truths. One of the truths is, is that my listing paid more to the buyer's agents than any other listing within a 10-mile radius of that property, which means that they would have just followed the seller's clues and simply got pre-approved by Heckman Mortgage and submitted an offer. The seller would have heavily considered the offer based on the fact that they were approved by an ethical lender. They may have got the gig, which means the buying agent, the, the buyer's agent, would have got earned a higher commission than on selling this property than they would have selling any other property on the market. But they overlooked all that. I mean, we're talking about it was a significant difference from what's on the market, what everybody else is offering. Significant. Talk about thousands of dollars. They overlooked that and chose to get butthurt. Well, when people talk about something good or bad, like it or hate it, it draws attention to that thing, which for us was a home run. The videos and the marketing for this property went viral because all these agents were sharing it in a negative light. Meanwhile, the smart agents, the rock star agents, they're like, oh, hell to the yeah, I'm going to put an offer on that property because I want to get more money. And the buyers are like, oh my God, if I just follow these simple clues from the seller, I may actually get to buy a property in this market. So here's what happened. The smart folks hurried up and got with old Brian at Heckman Mortgage and ran their, their team ragged getting pre-approvals and then turned in a bunch of offers. Brian Heckman, being the mortgage broker, 
recorded videos and sent it over to the seller and I to review to break down how qualified each buyer was. And the seller was able to make a good decision to negotiate then with one buyer. Instead of this, everybody tell me what your highest and best is and when you got one hour to respond garbage. I think that's kind of playing games. That's my opinion. The seller was then able to negotiate with what he felt was the most qualified buyer. So imagine the power in that from a selling perspective. It was huge. But what happened is that so they created a media frenzy around my marketing, which made my marketing on this thing take off. And yes, I run paid Facebook advertising on every one of my listings. Why? Because it helps my seller get top dollar. That's why it's what's best for the transaction. And it helps bring thousands of people to the listing to look at it. And then tons of people to the front door. They see how gorgeous the house is and they all start writing offers. That worked out really well. So the seller had a whole bunch of offers to look at. Some of those folks did not bother to get pre-approved by this lender. Now keep in mind, everybody knows, flat out said, they don't have to use the lender. They simply just need to get it pre-approved. They can use whoever they want. Because I know, and the seller knows, that if they're pre-approved by Brian, and there's a there should be no problem with the borrower, borrower's strong, and that's what we're trying to prove. So if something goes haywire with the mortgage, all the borrower would need to do at that point, theoretically, is switch the lenders to Heckman's team because they're clearly more confident than whoever they chose that was, I don't know, 0.25% interest lower or something like that, right? And right, which what was interesting is the seller wound up accepting a offer that it was a lower price. I mean, we had offers that were way up there, but the seller chose the sure thing. He chose the offer that was most qualified to close and which happened to be a lower offer price-wise. Interesting phenomenon, isn't it? So guys, if you've got a seller that has a brain and is savvy and understands that the, the sure bet is usually better than the pie in the sky, well, then that makes more sense. And here's an example. Let's talk about a $100,000 house, my favorite example. $100,000 house, you get offers come in at $200,000. And then you have a buyer come in at $105,000. So $105,000 buyer proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that they have the ability to close. Let's keep in mind, you are asking $100,000 for the house. So you were offered more than what you're asking for. And that bar, that buyer proved beyond the shadow of a doubt they were qualified. Pretty important. Offer number two comes in twice the asking price, $200,000, but doesn't do anything really except to provide some bogus Quicken loans or God knows what else, a pre-approval letter that's auto-generated from some computer using an algorithm that says you're pre-qualified. <laughs> and the seller looks at that and the seller's a smart guy. So he looks at that and goes, oh, geez, offer number two, there's a 50-50 shot that guy will even close. Heck, they haven't checked his income. They've All he did was pull his credit score. So the seller looks at that and goes, well, I can take offer number two. And if 30, 45 days from now, by some miraculous miracle, the deal closes, I make twice as much money. But I still have to worry about things like appraisal and all this other stuff to get through. But offer number one proved beyond the shadow of a doubt they could close. They're not much more than my asking price. Therefore, I'm confident that my property will appraise for that amount or more. So the risk profile for that offer is significantly lower and almost non-existent, to be honest with you. So think about, as a buyer, what does that mean to you? Let's talk about beyond, beyond lending, guys, and I'm going to wrap this up here in a second. So beyond lending, you can do things like shorten the inspection period. You can reduce the inspection period. I've, I had offers come in, guys, with 15-day inspection periods, 10-day inspection periods. Any buyer's agent that does that, it just you're not really representing your buyer in the best interest. You're really not. You got to get in there and get out of there and make a decision and move on because sellers aren't going to be excited about a 10 or a 15 day or more inspection period. One chucklehead put in a 30-day inspection period. To me, that's probably a wholesaler. 
that has no intent on buying it. They're just going to try to remarket the house. So the seller just kind of laughed and those offers just went in the garbage. So whoever wrote that offer, he wasted your time, brother, because it wound up in the garbage in about 10 seconds flat. So in addition to that, you know, reducing the the inspection period, proving beyond the shadow of a doubt. Here's a strategy I use for my clients that buy flips. You want a great deal on a flip and you want to make sure that it gets over the finish line. Let's say you're going to use hard money. You're going to use cash. Let's use the $100,000 house example. You plan on paying $100,000 cash for a property. Most buyers come in and they put down $1,000 earnest money. And the seller looks at that and goes, if this chucklehead doesn't close, the most I get is a thousand bucks. Here's what I do. Here's my little strategy. Oh, and they put a 14-day inspection in there so they can tear the house apart to make sure there's no chance they can fail before they're going to follow through. So a seller's going to look at that and go, this dude isn't going to close. They're wasting my time. A smart one anyway. What I do is I come in and say, number one, I try to sit down with the seller and the listing agent if they have one so we can have this conversation. If there's no listing agent, I'm absolutely going to have the conversation with the seller. I'm going to look them in the face. And if they're out of town, I'm going to get on a Zoom session, look them in the face. I'm going to say, Mr. Seller, I'm sure you're going to get lots of offers over 100K. It doesn't surprise me one bit. But the bottom line is you're asking $100,000 for the property. We can give you $100,000 for the property. But more importantly, I'm going to prove it to you that we're going to close no matter what. What do I mean by that? Well, Mr. Buyer or Mr. Seller, I'm only going to ask for a three-day inspection. Why Why is that, do you think? Well, that's because I have a contractor that's going to come in and assess the situation within three days and tell me whether or not this is going to make sense for me to do what I want to do with the property. And if it doesn't, I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going to let you go ahead and remarket the property right away. In addition to that, so I'll give you $5,000 earnest money for that three-day permission. So I'm going to allow $5,000 to go into escrow that is refundable, provided that in that three-day window, I decided I don't want the property, I get my money back, and we part as friends. If for some reason I agree to proceed and default, you would get that $5,000. You might ask yourself, geez, that's really not a lot of money, right? You'd be thinking to yourself, that's not a lot of money. So I'm going to make that pie even sweeter. We talked about, I'm going to give you asking price for your house, $100,000. i am going to go ahead and put put $95,000 rather, $95,000 as earnest money after I approve the inspection. And I'll approve or deny the inspection within 24 hours of that end of that three-day window. So on day four, I'm going to tell you, yes, I want the house, and I'm going to immediately deposit $95,000 into escrow that will be held by the title company until we close. You see, that's my way, Mr. Seller, proving to you that my client's going to close. Does it work? Absolutely 100% of the time. Here's another way it works, guys. Instead of the 100,000, you could say, Mr. Seller, I know a lot of people are going to come in here and offer you full price. My concern is their buyer is going to have buyer's remorse and they're probably going to back out, especially if they think they found a better deal down the street. They're going to back out because they can save themselves five grand, 10 grand, whatever. Here's the thing. I got to rehab this property. It's going to cost me money. What if I give you 100% of the earnest money right now? The seller's like, what do you mean? Which means that if you agree to my purchase price, I will put 100% of that earnest money up front with the, with the title company to be held in escrow. I've walked through the property. I'm comfortable with the, the level of rehab that I have to do. I have a lot of experience doing this. I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. Is that agreeable to you? Yeah, that's great. I can't do that and give you asking, obviously, because I, unlike any other buyers in the market, have proven to you behind the shadow of a doubt that I'm willing to close, which is why... At 70K, I can wrap this up in 10 days. Does that make sense to you? 70K? Well, yes, Mr. Seller, 70K. I can't give you full retail asking price and put it all up in front. That would be kind of crazy, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, you probably make a point there. But the difference is is that my 70K is guaranteed. Here's why. My client is going to cover my real estate commission. That means you don't have to pay my real estate commission, Mr. Seller. My my buyer is going to take care of that. They're going to pay me directly. You don't have to worry about it. My buyer is also going to pay all your closing costs. You're not going to have any real estate commissions. You're not going to have any closing costs. And they're even going to go ahead and pick up your end of the property taxes. 
that you would normally be owed this year. What does that mean to you, John? What that means is that your wire transfer going to your bank in seven days is going to be for exactly $70,000, not a penny less, because we're going to pick up the difference. And what does the seller say? Hell to the yeah, let's make this happen. Guys, I'm going to drop more ideas and more concepts over the next couple months on ways to help you guys get through these hot markets. I hope that you will heed my advice. And if you have questions on this stuff, let's get on the phone. This is the kind of stuff, guys. This is why I can come down to Key West and absolutely crush it acquiring rehab properties while everybody else is sitting home on Zillow trying to figure out 70% of ARV minus repairs and all that bullshit. I'm buying properties for pennies on the dollar. If you want to get involved in that, you want to take part of that, and you're an accredited investor, then you need to go to cashflowguys.com, whack that book, Tyler button, get on the phone with me, and let's talk about how we can grow your retirement plan together. We'll get you down here to Key West if you want to come down, check out the operation, see what we're doing, meet the team, make it happen. Guys, I will catch up with you next week. Have a great one. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.